All right. Think back. Shouldn't have to think that hard, though. It was it was in the news every day, all day, uh, talking about wildfires. You remember that? Um, it was the worst wildfire season in Canada's history, and Alberta's too. Uh, 2.2 million hectares burned. Started early. It ended late. In fact, it's still going in some ways. I mean, the wildfire season officially ended in, I think it's the end of October is the end of wildfire season, but there's still a number of carryover fires that are burning right now. Uh, we've been hearing lots of warnings about the lack of moisture. I mean, look around. You know what this winter's been like. We did not, at least so far, I'm not going to say it's over yet, but so far we haven't seen the kind of winter moisture that would have people breathing a sigh of relief. Quite the opposite, in fact. Um, all factors point to 2024 um, having the potential to be another, well, pretty bad season. But given what we know now, we'd be better prepared, right? Maybe. Maybe not. We will learn more about the province's position later today. Minister Todd Lowen will hold a news conference coming up at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Lots of speculation that, you know, we'll find out more about the province's plan. Hopefully, we'll find out more about what we can expect to see regarding wildfires in next week's budget. 29th is budget day in this province. In the meantime, though, the people that are responsible for, you know, fighting these fires have some questions, too. We're going to speak now with Randy Schroeder. Randy is the president of the Alberta Fire Chiefs Association. Randy, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Shay. Uh, appreciate the invite and pleased to talk with you today. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think and one that a lot of Albertans will be interested in your take. And then, of course, from the province later this afternoon. And I imagine you'll be watching that news conference closely, too, and hoping for some answers to some of your questions, right? Absolutely. We eagerly are anticipating uh, if there's going to be any additions to what the minister has already uh, said with some of his comments uh, to determine how uh, the province is going to better support uh, the response to this year's anticipated busy fire season. Now, I know you've been trying to find out prior to this news conference. You've done some work trying to get some answers. You actually sent a, a letter to the government saying, hey, Abe, where are we at, right? I mean, tell us about what your efforts have been so far to try and get the lay of the land. Well, we first actually met the minister uh, in November, and it's, it's all born out of last year's busy wildfire season, as you've already introduced, uh, with respect to uh, we, you know what we found last year and what we didn't want and what we don't want is a repeat of last year in terms of uh, lack of uh, apparent lack of preparation and resourcing, uh, lack of initially a lack of coordination of those resources. Um, so. Based on the fact that 2023 was considered unprecedented in those terms, and uh, thus it caught uh, everyone unprepared, uh, with the you know anticipation of 2024 being the same or worse, uh, we felt that we should be getting you know hit the ground running, so to speak, with mm-hmm. preparations. That. Uh, in, in, in terms of coordination between local government and, and the province and, uh, and areas in the wildland urban interface has thus far not happened, with the exception of a meeting in November, uh, you know, where, where we had some good preliminary discussion. Um, the minister indicated at that point that there's certainly a lot of work happening, which we don't deny. There, I would imagine there's a lot of preparation on, on, on that end. However, our interest with our membership and fire chiefs across the province uh, – the significant portion of the response initially last year was born on the backs of 
uh, paid on call volunteer uh, and uh, full time municipal firefighters mm-hmm. uh, because it was required. And uh, we certainly, you know, every every municipality was called upon that could send resources did so, and they will do so again. Um, but we're hopeful that with that experience last year, what we're saying is that really can't be sustained for the long long game over over course of time. And so what can we do to be more efficient? Uh, what strategies can be put into place? What additional supports to bring back some of the uh, resources that were, you know, cut in previous governments or, or, or you know, or previous periods of time? How, how are we addressing it? And that's what we're interested to find out from the minister. Okay, so as you say, too, too reliant on municipalities and, uh, and that sort of thing. So do we need to have uh, a larger you know, dedicated firefighting force. How would you how would you go about taking some of the burden off municipalities? What would that look like, Randy? Well, I think the it starts with prevention. Um, we really only need to be worried if we're not prepared, uh, and it starts with advocating, and that's what we've been trying to do for. Uh, public education with respect to FireSmart. The FireSmart program is yeah. well documented. I think that's the first line of defense, and that's probably what's most important to, you know, Albertans, whether they own property or, or, or occupy property or farm property. What can they do uh, to protect their property? The simple little methods that, 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 that uh, you know, are certainly science-backed. It starts with that. Uh, what, you know, if, if, if we jump right to a response force, larger force. It's very reactionary, and that is always going to be there. Uh, but what we haven't been seeing is a lot of uh, the, 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 I guess, the preparation piece and 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 the preventative uh, stuff that we can do ahead of time. And and you know what we're looking for is a long-term strategy and approach uh, to work with government in order to you know, to reinforce the need for a higher level of funding in, in the prevention side of it. What can we do with public education? We have not seen or heard of any funding increase, uh, you know, to support uh, these types of uh, uh, messaging. We haven't seen any billboard ads. We haven't seen, you know, it, you know, just coming up to the season. And that is worrisome because I think that that's the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. I think that if we can get to the point where, where, where people can find easily accessible information. We, the government takes measures, you know, because they have the capacity to do so, to, to do this province-wide. That would, that would certainly help in the, you know, eight, nine weeks we have until a significant portion of the province is under advisory or full fire ban, um, which, again, is also reactionary piece. So in, in, what we're not seeing is we're not seeing major funding announcements, and and I'm not. It's not about the level of dollars. It's about how efficient we're spending those dollars. You know, how can we? Where can we direct them? Uh, at what level does makes does it make sense? Certainly, you know, efforts at the local level with local government and local fire services interacting with their ratepayers, uh, educating them. That that is very meaningful. If you can get on the ground to do that, but those municipalities need supports. Um, and we we love to see uh, this government move towards a higher level of, of of funding and collaboration when it comes to that piece as well. Um, you make such a great point. If we can prevent a, a lot of the fires ahead of time, we're going to be much better off. Um, the Alberta Union of Provincial Employees last week said that you know the experienced staff and and you're talking about you know who we actually have fighting these fires. They said a lot of them have left. So are you worried that we we do, do you share their viewpoint on where we are? Are we seeing some of the dedicated, experienced, and trained firefighters we've had in this province leave, which is going to make things even worse and probably more dependent on the municipalities. Well, 
I can't say that the AFCA knows factually um, and, and can share the opinion of uh, AUP only in so much as that we don't have the statistical data. What we do have is anecdotal data from our experiences last year. Mm. Uh, certainly, you know, fire chiefs, you know, across the province that were having significant fires did experience, you know, certain, you know, a, a sense of, of, of a lack of staffing. Well, I won't say a sense. I'll say outright. There was a lack of staffing. There was an initial lack of resources um, to say whether or not the, uh, the you know the the experienced personnel have left or been gutted or that kind. Of, we just simply don't have that data. Okay. It does concern us that they would make that statement, certainly, uh, but. The entire industry has a retention uh, issue, and this is part of the reason why we're sounding, you know, a little bit of uh, of concern over the sustainability of of, of municipal uh, resources being utilized. Eighty five percent of the province is served by paid on call volunteer firefighters, um, and these are people that you know basically give up a portion of their lives to respond, yeah. and they will continue to do so. Uh, but when we are utilizing them uh, more routinely or, or with a sense of expectation, because we all sense this looming piece, it, we, or, you know, this looming piece being the fire season, you know, my question is that is that really a sustainable piece? And so, you know, the answer is the minister has is, 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 is indicated they're 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 hiring, they're opening up, uh, the, you know, making their their hiring process a lot easier. Um, but all those you know, all those people, if they're not retained staff, they may be new staff. They have to be trained. These are the things that we certainly you know they'll 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 go above and beyond to make sure that the boots that are hitting the ground uh, yeah. in a fire in a fire uniform are doing are, are trained and 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 ready to go. But absolutely, it's a, it could be a concern. Okay, so we are, I mean, let's say, well, it was last May when things really took off in this province. So let's say three months, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've got, the, we've got the, the press conference happening later this afternoon where we get some more details from the province. What do you think should be in place right now uh, uh, on February 20th? Where do we need to be in terms of, okay, we know what we're looking at here. Like, what do you hope to feel better about tomorrow than you do right now? Well, I would hope that he's able to, you know, to, to, to reinforce the staffing and the resourcing that they're, that they're certainly doing. A budget figure would be nice. Uh, we haven't seen that and we have, we don't know if there's an addition. We don't know to, to what extent, uh, certainly reinforcing FireSmart. That would, the, the biggest, and I, I'll, I'll just, you know, I won't repeat the entire sermon, but at the end of the day, fire smart, fire smart, fire smart. <laughs> if we can get all Albertans uh, uh, to access uh, that that you know easily you know accessible information, you just need to know where to go. Um, you know, we're going to see uh, you know improvement. If I if I had to say that's the one one piece, um, I don't you know I'm not in the habit of praying for rain, but. I think everybody needs to pray for rain. No, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> Whatever the case is. That's the but, biggest fix. Yeah, the biggest fix is that hopefully we, we, we get a reprieve in, in the weather patterns and, and, uh, and, and it does reduce some hazard. And I can guarantee you that municipalities, like I say, are preparing like crazy. And so for at a local level, preparations are well underway. And I, I can say that, you know, very uh, factually that every fire chief uh, in this province is already under well underway just because the snowpack yeah. is, is, yeah. is leaving and it is gone. And so those are the local things. 
what we're specifically been asking for, you know, as as a group, is to work collaboratively with government ministries, and it's not just forestry. Like we're we've had meetings with Municipal Affairs Minister Rick McIver. We're looking to to, to have meetings with Public Safety uh, Minister Mike Ellis to develop a long term strategy for resourcing and management of large wildfire events. Uh, both in and out of the forest protection areas. I think that's a big thing. Um, in the U.S., they established a 50-member uh, Wildland Fire Mitigation and Management Commission as okay. a result of the problems that they've had. It, they, that resulted in 148 recommendations uh, that was backed by Congress. And that report was released in September of 2020. Uh, uh, 2023. So it's very recent, and it has some, you know, some, you know, we're we're definitely analyzing that report right now. What that commission found, and 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 I think it's very factually apparent up here, is is, is that uh, no one level of government, being federal or provincial uh, alone, uh, should not and actually cannot effectively address the challenge of this magnitude. I mean, this the whole of society must be involved. This requires meaningful shared decision-making with a range of entities, and we're certainly uh, wanting to be part of that. We feel strongly uh, that, that, that uh, an advisory committee that's regularly meeting for the long term to address this hazard, mitigation, public education, that kind of thing, yeah. and all those factors could, could, could work. And, I mean, we just, we've actually just seen recency with this with, with EMS delivery system. Uh, you know, yeah. a provincial yeah. advisory group uh, was formed, and they worked hard for a year um, to give 53 recommendations that are designed to improve EMS delivery, and the province accepted all 53 recommendations, and we're seeing some uh, some movement in that. So that's that's going to go a long ways. Does it solve 2024? Not necessarily, but we definitely need a critical shift in our approach towards uh, being more proactive uh, to better prepare for wildfire impacts, reduce those impacts, and build resilience in the future. That's the bottom line. Um, we've just been too reactionary, yeah, and that's yeah. what makes the headlines. With big fire in the, in the forest or towns are burning, and, uh, and, and we tend to want to put a lot of money into that, but, and, and, and rightly so. We, we, we absolutely, that needs to be funded, but that's not really controlled funding. That's reactionary. That's so right. we're yeah. <laughs> so if we can prevent so for, it in the first place, we're far better off. That's exactly right. So we definitely the bottom line is we want to see an increase in funding and and provincial capacity, whether that's at a local level where they're you know enabling programs to happen so that the local level there can be fire smart coordinators. Uh, you know, there's a program, an employment program because municipalities just have you know they they have uh, finite resources they sure. can't just staff everything so so from our, we would love to do that but we're literally doing fire smart in the backs of our volunteers you know and and those are the same people we're asking to respond to train <laughs> all those all those things so capacity is an issue we need to reinforce that yeah um we certainly want to want to make sure and, and our specific request to the minister is is that when we do have fires in our in the non-force protection areas so the laxian counties the parkland counties uh and those are, that we have access to their specialized wildfire the people uh, that are already in place people. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that we so we can bring them in to help us tackle these things um certainly 
those are those are uh, those are requests. We're certainly looking for some funding support for municipalities uh, for seasonal wildland suppression crews outside of the forest protection areas, perhaps to be deployed or better supports on the wildland urban interface program uh, that's under uh, the purview of public safety. Okay. All of those things, okay. we'd love to see an increase in in, in those teams because they're critical for municipalities uh, to lines, you know yeah. to 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 protect those values okay. at risk. And so we only have two in the province right now. So. You know, we, we'd love to see that development of it. So there's a ton of There's a bunch of stuff, yeah. Do. Yeah. We'll, right. we'll wait and see, Randy, and see what happens at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I do appreciate you being with us. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, appreciate we'll follow it. up. Yeah, thank you, Randy. Right. Appreciate you it. Bet.